Welcome back to the China's Culture and History podcast. Hope you're having a great day. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a new book that we are now reading, and we're going through this journey through the book by Michael Wood. So he is a British historian. He made a really nice documentary from 2016 that was on BBC Two and also on PBS,、uh, which was called "The Story of China." And then in 2020, he wrote a book、uh, expanding on. On the history and many of these periods in Chinese history, and it's called in the same title, "The Story of China." So we have read about hundred pages, and we just wanted to go through some of the highlights and some of the first impressions, and also finally getting this overview of Chinese history. It could be a little bit overwhelming with this this huge list of dynasties and empires, but in some sense, you can think of it as that they have four thousand years of. Of history, a kind of civilization history, and you have then two about very roughly two thousand years of antiquity, and then you have two thousand years more or less with the imperial China. That's kind of a very rough、uh, outline of of two kind of distinct periods of the history. And then if you look more at the antiquity, in some ways it then starts with the Xia Dynasty from about two thousand one hundred BC. To 1600 BC, so this lasts for about 500 years, and that is the Xia Dynasty, and it's founded by Yu the Great. And after Xia, you get Shang, and that's also for about four 500 years, from 1600 BC to 1046 BC, and that's also the first written history we have about China. And then we get about 800 years with the Zhou. Spelled Z H O U Zhou Dynasty, and that is seen as the beginning of China's history. And that is when you get culture, literature, philosophy. You have Confucius, you have Lao Tse, and the whole beginnings of of、uh, much of the written and kind of this again civilization really becoming articulated in different areas of knowledge and and also wisdom、uh, type of literature. So that is in. Super short outline: just the antiquity of Chinese history, with the Xia for about 500 years, then the Shang for about 500 years, and then the Zhou for about 800 years, and then you get the first empire, and then you start this whole imperial age of China. So, but we wanted to keep this one a little bit short. So, we just want to say a few things about that period, like the antiquity period, which is very interesting, especially the thoughts, the ideas that came. Up in the Zhou Dynasty, about how to manage and how to rule a big dynasty, a big country, a big civilization, and two things are standing out. One is the emphasis on creating a balance and a harmony between humanity and the universe. So that's something they're very much aware of, and this having the contact with the heavens and the mandate from the heavens. It's also interesting. How star constellations, or more specifically, how planets, when they came into a certain position close to each other, five of the planets in our solar system, that was instrumental to creating major shifts in Chinese history because it was seen as or interpreted as、uh, signs from 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 the heavens, from the universe, and then that made, for example, the Zhou Dynasty, the, the Zhou. Uh, people to overthrow the Shang people. So, just to 
point to how important the the heavens and this balance between humanity and the universe, which is also still in the Chinese culture, mentality, civilization, philosophy. So it's very helpful to understanding also Chinese thinking today. So that was one part with the, with his balance. The other one is the focus on virtue as a way of ruling a big nation, civilization, a big people. Often, instead of having legalism into every little detail, creating rules and laws for everything, the thought was that it's better to rule by virtue, meaning then kind of what they saw as good values. So the the leader, the emperor, they didn't call it emperor at that time, but that would they would later think like this. But the, just the, the head of the of the state had to be a virtuous leader. Many of these big uh, philosophers and those these sages have a thought that they would only follow the leader if the leader had virtue. And to some extent, you only had the obligation to follow the leader if the leader had virtue. So it's interesting because the idea that it's more, uh, in a sense, efficient to, to govern through values uh, and also more practical and durable for much longer time is interesting. They had one quote in the TV documentary about uh, the role of, of shame in in making people behave according to the virtues. So if you only had rules and no virtue, kind of no moral ideas, no moral system, then there would be no shame and then people would not follow the rules. So, but if you have virtue, people would be kind of good, constructive, uh, and also more happy citizens and participants in the society. So uh, it's, it's philosophically very interesting because there is a kind of a power and there's kind of a compression again of of contents in a value that could be more helpful in being a guiding light for for a culture and for yourself as a person. So again, those two things are really standing out from the antiquity of the Chinese history from about 2100 BC until 250 BC. So that's all we wanted to say of our first impression. We have Many other things that will come, especially as we go into the imperial age and look at the different uh, dynasties with the Han dynasty, the Tang dynasty, uh, how big it was. Uh, so just a couple of, of little facts from that is that during the Han dynasty, which is what comes after the first Xin empire, they had, or China had, 40% of the world population. So if you think today that they are 25% and it's seen as big, it, it has been 40% during the Han Dynasty and during the, the Ming Xing Empire, they also had some close to 30, 36% of the world population. So that is uh, something that we'll go further into in the future episodes about this. So we wanted to keep this short just for anybody who had no kind of main outline for Chinese history. Now we have the main thing with the 4,000 years of what is seen as the civilization. There are also stories and mythologies before that, so you could think of five or 6,000 years, but 4,000 is kind of the civilization idea. So, um, and as a little bonus, uh, we might try to connect this a little bit to also European history and European culture and philosophy, 
And it's striking how those two things that are standing out corresponds very well with the ideas in the late medieval times and summarized by the Italian poet Dante Alighieri and his Divine Comedy about the necessity or kind of the primacy almost of moral ideas as the guiding lights, the guiding stars for your life and for a culture. And also what can explain when things are going badly in a culture or in your life, that it's uh, would mostly be something connected to a misplacement of of guiding lights or values or morals in your life. Uh, so that and also this constant reminder of the balance between the heavens and the earthly is also foundational for also this uh, European thinking in the 11 and 1200s. So with that, we're going to stop this one here in about eight minutes. Uh, hope some of this is interesting. A little bit of. Um, just sharing our journey into this era area that we have been wanting for 15, 20 years to get a better grasp of. And now finally the time has come. So that is a kind of a joyful little uh, adventure we have embarked upon. So with that, hope you're still having a great day. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And see you again in another episode. Bye-bye.